0: All of our thoughts, emotions, relationships, experiences, beliefs, pain, that's all energy. Those all have energy to them. When energy kind of gets stuck and stays stuck, that's when the symptoms start to manifest. So this isn't me healing you. This is me supporting your body and getting it to its optimal place so that it can self heal, whatever that means for you physically, mentally,
1: emotionally, and spiritually. This is the Well To You Podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin and Sue. We are moms, Pilates enthusiasts, health coaches, and supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness
2: allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality.
1: Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Well To You podcast. Today we have Casey Estrada here. She is a board-certified healing touch energy medicine practitioner and has a private practice in downtown Pleasanton. She is also trained in guided imagery and mindfulness-based stress reduction and incorporates meditation and breath work into her sessions. I mean, I feel like we all need this. In addition to private practice, Casey is a part of the integrated care team at an outpatient oncology clinic with standard health care supporting cancer patients. Patients, their families, and staff with all of these healing modalities and practices. As a healing practitioner, her intention is to create and hold a safe environment to restore harmony and balance in the body, mind, and spirit while promoting the body's innate ability to self heal.
0: Welcome, Casey. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's like, I'm, I feel like sometimes when I'm nervous about something, I have to like um, talk myself into it. So I'm, I say like, oh, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> so there you go. Exactly. Out.
2: It is going to be so fun. <laughs> Sue, I don't think we've ever had an energy healer on our show. So I'm really excited to have you here, Casey. Thank you so much for joining. And then I was just, you know, texting with Casey the other day and I've never experienced it. And I really should because I am so in tune to energy these days. So I'm so excited to have you on the show and to tell us a little bit more about what you do, why it's important, how others and how our listeners can really incorporate this into their healing practice. And maybe I'll learn a little bit too. And I think a great place for us to start off is tell us just a little bit more about, you know, what is an energy healer and what is healing touch energy medicine? You know, so first kind of tell us like what it is and then maybe describe what a session with you would be like.
0: Yeah. So, um, I practice what's called healing touch and it, falls under the umbrella of energy medicine. And I believe that there are like 250 different types of energy medicine. So I did a lot of research when I was kind of like getting into what felt good as far as for myself and my own healing and then education wise. So energy medicine is a holistic approach to health and healing, that supports the body and in its innate ability to self-heal so we work i like to say we because this is a relationship between myself and my clients myself and the patients and this is work that we do together so this isn't me healing you this is me supporting your body and getting it to its optimal place so that it can self-heal whatever that means for you physically mentally emotionally <laughs> and spiritually So with this work, I have the ability to connect and attune to a person's body, to a person's energy systems, and we can kind of figure out where there might be stagnation or congestion or imbalances or overactiveness or underactiveness. And... With the energy work, there's a lot of different techniques that are involved. They are all either different combinations of very light, still touch on different parts of the body, or um, sometimes I won't be physically touching somebody, but I just might be working a little bit off of their body. And all the techniques Mm -hmm. are to bring harmony and balance back to those energy systems in the body. So how a session looks is you come in, um, I send you some intake forms, we kind of go over your whole health history, sometimes even like a lot of like your life. And we touch on, you know, how you're doing physically, you know, have you been in any accidents, you know, what kind of traumas have happened in your life, you know, big and little, we all have them, you know, where are you at, you know, mentally, you know, can you are you how's your thinking brain? Could you, you know, Go do a math problem if you needed to, um, you know, and where are you at emotionally? <laughs> and so we spend a good portion of the, of the session kind of chatting and talking and really kind of digging deep. And um, so my role in this is to be a guide and a facilitator for you and your body and your own self-healing journey. I am a conduit and a channel of energy, and it is my role to just support you and whatever that means for you.
2: So, I have a question for you to maybe um, go a little bit deeper. So, you said you kind of focus on these different energy centers. So whenever I talk about energy with my husband, he thinks like I'm like talking about witchcraft or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, no, 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 this is a thing. But it can feel and sound very woo-woo to certain people, especially to people who are very deeply ingrained in this like Western medicine world. So can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, like what you mean by these energy centers and what that means to wellness and healing, like this whole body wellness and healing?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that that is why a lot of times this work kind of gets lost and just kind of like brushed aside because it does sound a little bit kind of woo-woo and just kind of weird. So let me just start by saying, so all of our thoughts, emotions, relationships, experiences, beliefs, pain, that's all energy. Those all have energy to them. And mm-hmm. sometimes those energies can get stuck in our bodies or they can just kind of stick around and cause us to feel all sorts of symptoms, anxiety, stress, depression, you know, physical pain, physical health issues. So um, there are a few different energy systems in the body. So the energy centers in the body are also known as the chakras, mm-hmm. and it's a, mm-hmm. literally a spinning wheel of energy. We have seven major energy centers, seven major chakras that kind of run the midline of your body. And then there's a lot of other ones. I mean, every organ has one, every joint. Um, So there's a lot of Mm. other little energy centers in the body. And that is where the energy, you know, if all of those discs are spinning and moving properly and in communication and connecting, then our energy is in a flowful, balanced, Mm. moving state. So, like, for example, if something happens and we get really scared, right? And there's like a lot of fear, that is, you know, in our first base chakra, is where like our fear center is. So, if something happens to us and we feel really scared and we kind of tense up, so does that energy center. And then it's not moving mm. and it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And a a lot Mm -hmm. of times, just as we kind of work through that fear and like, okay, like we're safe again, like we're safe or we work through it or whatever happens, that energy will start to move again. But sometimes it stays stuck. And when energy kind of Mm -hmm. gets stuck and stays stuck, that's when the symptoms start to
1: manifest. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It totally makes sense. So let's take a second. So this episode is airing towards the end of January, I believe. Caitlin's the master of the schedule, but I feel like I'm constantly like, Caitlin, what are we doing? When are we doing it? So what I wanted to talk about is when I think about energies, I think about like I'm starting the new year and I want to clear the crap out that happened last year and start fresh. And so my solution to that is I burn the sage and then in general, I'm always burning Palo Santo. So like get out the bed, bring in the new. But I would love to know like what some of your ideas of things that could help us clear energy um, or clear our energy, get the energy moving as we move into the new year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, too, am like a big fan of Sage and Palo Santo. And I just did my house um, a few days ago, too. I like to do that at the new year also. So I highly suggest you know, smudging and doing some energy clearing um, in that way as well. And then also just kind of taking a look at your spaces, you know, like taking a look at at your home and checking in and, you know, how does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it feel crowded and cluttered? I mean, especially after the holidays, there's just so much more crap that just accumulates and (laughs) so much more tangible things that are just there. And there's a lot of emotional energy, I think, around the holidays, too, that gets brought up for people as mm-hmm. well. So I think in clearing, you know, your physical space, that can actually help clear out some of the emotional energy as well. And even opening your windows. I know it's kind of cold and rainy here, you know, on the West Coast right now. But even opening your windows for 10 or 15 minutes really helps to, like, just blow through and,
1: like, huh. get some fresh air in. I never really think about windows affecting the energy. That's really cool. Like, I don't really, like, I mean, I think about the other stuff, but I never really think about like just opening the windows. And living in New Jersey, you don't really open your windows all that much (laughs) because Either it's winter and it's freezing or there's pollen everywhere. So you're like, I can't let the pollen in. So it's interesting that you pointed that out. It's not something I normally think about, but I am going to put that into action.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's great. And I know like sometimes, yeah, certain parts of the country, even it's like, you know, it's snowing or it's negative degrees or...
1: My best friend lives in Florida and she always has every like window and door open. Literally the back doors of her house are just open to the outside all the time. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know how to live like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend it. I mean, even like us at home, I'm like, I turn the heater off. I open up the house for 10 minutes and it just really just helps to freshen Mm. things up. So good.
2: I had lunch with a friend today. And I was telling her that I feel like something's stuck, like right over like my left hip a little bit. I feel like there's just like stuck energy right here. It's not my descending colon. I'm not constipated. <laughs> <laughs> could be that, but it's not. It literally feels like it feels like a like blocked energy. And I I've never really tuned into this before, but just more recently... There's like big changes ahead for me. I have these like big questions in my mind of like, do I do this? Do I not do this? This sort of thing. I can feel that there's this, it almost feels like a lump, but not a lump, not like a lump in the pit Mm -hmm. of your stomach, but it's not. It's like more towards my left, my left hip. And I'm like, this is so weird. I've never experienced this before. I literally feel like there's something bumping up against me and I don't have an ovary there anymore. So it's not, oh, my ovarian so I don't know yeah oh that's like stuck energy
0: oh okay yeah it very well could be you know the body is really smart and sometimes it just like puts things in certain places and I think the hips are really symbolic when it comes to energy too you know it's kind of where we it's our emotional the emotional part of our body so it's where a lot of our emotions and traumas get stored in the hips and even like you were just saying like you kind of have Mm -hmm. a lot kind of coming up in your life, a lot of changes. So it's in a way, it's like this moving forward, right? Sense. So it could be like, Ooh, like maybe checking in about that, Caitlin too. Like, am I, is there, am I feeling some resistance or like, what is coming up for me with all these changes and checking in with that and um, just seeing what comes up for you and helping that move through in that way too.
2: Yeah. That's exactly what I was like. It feels very uncomfortable and I'm like, huh, well we're talking to Casey later, so I'll get her thoughts on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we have talked um, I think a little bit, Caitlin, you can let me know on the this podcast about how your body stores a trauma. I always love the example of so if I got in a car accident and and this is this happened to me when I was eighteen, but and I hurt my shoulder, then twenty years from then, from that time I can be in a situation where maybe my car just taps something or something taps my car and all of a sudden like I can't move my shoulder that like our body stores these reactions or that our body says okay this is happening I know exactly how to react to this and it does what it did in the past when it was a totally different situation does that tie into the energy work can you talk to that a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's so common for things like that to happen. There's a book, it's called Body Keeps to Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And it's a really good book. I don't know if you guys, yeah, yes,
1: you guys are familiar with it. I haven't read it. No, I'm going to get it though. <laughs> I'm excited about it.
2: Yeah, I have it. I haven't read it. It's sitting on my bedside.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: Yes. So highly recommend it. It's really good. And it talks a lot about you know, trauma and how the body responds to trauma and how it really just holds on to it and remembers. So I actually work a lot with trauma. And a lot of the times, especially with trauma, the it gets it can get stuck in the body. And like you said, so then when you have something that even just remotely signals to the body that there might be a situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then your body just automatically reacts, responds and even kind of put maybe, I don't know if you get into like a fight or flight or if there's yeah, some kind of like yeah. a trauma response that comes. And you even said you feel the physical discomfort in your body. So um, a lot of the times with trauma is that it does actually get stuck in the body. And with the energy work, what's really lovely about the energy work is that it's such gentle, non-invasive work that it can really be supportive for really big things like trauma. And it can be as simple as you know, just having someone hold the space for your body so that it can kind of work through whatever it needs to work through on its own. Or I've had cases where, you know, I, I might put my hands on your shoulder and just hold your shoulder for 10 minutes. And, but again, like I'm just holding the space for your body mm-hmm. to do what it needs to do to come back into a place of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And listen, like, I know it feels like these are hard concepts to explain, but but I think it makes sense. It ties into a lot of things that we have talked about on this podcast before that I feel like people can find a place to ground it into. So even though I know it can feel like a big reach, like I feel like our listeners have been educated enough that I think they're ready for it. So <laughs> and then... Uh, and then I know that you work with cancer patients. Do you kind of bring in, is that sort of the tra- the whole trauma aspect of it? Because cancer, going through cancer, going through cancer treatments can be very traumatic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is very traumatic. And um, that is definitely a piece of what I work with with the cancer patients. So I bring... You know, all of the healing modalities to the Cancer Center at Stanford, the energy medicine, the mindfulness work, breath work, um, the guided imagery. And I support the patients there working through the traumas and kind of coming back to, you know, a calmer, um, more grounded place. And then also just to help manage the mental and emotional challenges that come along with going through something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really beneficial for even relieving um, physical side effects. It's really great for neuropathy and pain and nausea and fatigue. And then also not everyone gets through it. So it's really also supportive for end of life care too. And that is its own really special thing with this work too, is that it can be really beautiful beautiful. Addition to end of life care, too. It's a really great addition to the Western medicine approach, and it seems to be something that works really well with alongside um, traditional treatments like chemotherapy and radiation. And all the doctors at the oncology clinic that I work at are really supportive and also feel that the holistic work is just as important as the chemotherapy and the radiation because it's not, we're not just you know, it's no, you're not just a physical body. You have, you know, thoughts and emotions and it's freaking hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love hearing how you have been incorporated into that Western medicine approach to have, find that holistic healing. It's just so encouraging to hear and see that. And especially for, for like us where, I don't know. I, and it sounds like you same thing. Like, and we didn't really ask too much about this yet, but maybe you can go into a little more detail about how you even came into this. Because mm-hmm. I think that for all of us, we have found our path here in more of this holistic healing place and pr- approach because the other ways didn't work for us. Like we went through our own stuff the other ways didn't work for us. And that's how we kind of found it. That I mean, that's from Sue and I. And I know I read in your bio that you've had your own experience and path. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you landed in this place and decided to become a practitioner of this modality.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think that while Western medicine is really great in a lot of ways, I do think that it can only take one so far. Yeah. It's, it's kind of similar to, to my experience as well. I was, you know, like in my early twenties and I had just been having so much anxiety for a long time. And then I was just at this point in my life where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Am I is where weird? Sorry. Yes. What it's the fuck am I doing with my life?
1: And, okay. I <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I forgot to
0: ask if I could drop an F-bomb. Um, <laughs> Yes, you can. <laughs> and I, I do remember. I went to the doctor and I was just like, "I'm having a lot of anxiety. I'm feeling really stressed out." And he wrote me a prescription. And I remember I looked at him and I said, "You don't even want to know why I might be having anxiety." And he looked at me and then like looked at his watch. And I was like, "Okay, got it." So, and not that medication is bad. I work with so many patients that do the work with myself and take medication. It's not bad. It's a tool and it's an important one. But for me at that time, I was like, I don't want this to be the first thing that I do. So I I feel very fortunate that I grew up in a household where alternative integrative medicine was um, kind of already present. You know, my dad meditated a lot and did Tai Chi. My mom was always, you know, doing massages and doing other forms of body work. So she found a healing touch practitioner for me. My mom did and i went and saw this woman and it completely changed my world i like sobbed uncontrollably through my first session but <laughs> clearly there was some stuff that needed to kind of come up and out and i was just like oh my gosh i feel like a brand new person after this hour So I worked with her for a few months, just lots of tools. And again, I think there was just so much stuck energy in my body that I've been holding on to from like childhood stuff, Mm -hmm. from teenage years. And then it just kind of got to this point where I was like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. So with working with her, it really helped to kind of bring me back to a place of balance and alignment, cleared a lot of my crud out um, so that I could kind of feel clear. And then it was like some time had gone by and I was like, you know, I'm feeling a little off again. I went back and saw her and she said to me, she was like, have you ever thought about doing this? And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, no, like I love it and it works for me, but no, like, you know, could I even make money doing this? What do people think of me? Because this was, I mean, even 10 years ago, people were like, what, you, what, what is that? You weirdo? Yeah. Like, no. So I really yeah. feel like even <laughs> sidebar, but like even in the last just few years, it's becoming more mainstream and more like yeah. welcomed to be talked yeah. about. Definitely. So anyway, long story short, she talked to me and to take me in the first class and I just felt so at home and I was like, oh my gosh, these are my people. I just, it was just so spot on and right. And here we are.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so similar to us. I was going to say, I feel like uh, we're all here doing the things that, that helped us and then taking those things and sharing them with other people. And, and that's what's really, like, to me, if I'm looking for a practitioner, that's what I'm looking for. One that has experienced it, had their life impacted by it, and then want to share it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel the same way. And I think it just it makes all the difference when someone's kind of experienced, you know, the hardships and then this worked and yeah, here we are. And I think too, for me, you know, I've, I've always been a very sensitive, empathic, intuitive person. And I don't think that I knew how to use it in a healthy way. And I let it kind of take over and get the best of me. So In a way, I almost feel like I was meant for this work also because I do have that ability and I can kind of now use it and channel it in a healthy way, in a grounded way, and use it for um, health and healing and supporting other people. So that feels really good too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I live in a town that is like small town America. And we, we actually now have a store that sells... Um, crystals and palo santo and sage and it and they also sell plants but like i feel like when a store like that arrives into like the main street of small town america i think that that just goes to show how much more open people are and it's thriving right like it's surviving and thriving and it just really goes to show where we're at in the world
0: yeah i agree i completely agree
2: I know we we kind of have to wrap up here but there's one question I had because when I was mentioning that we were having you on the show today one of my friends was like, "Oh, does she do Reiki?" and mm-hmm. I know we were talking about that that it is different. So I would love for you to maybe wrap us up with just a little bit of like how what you do is different than like what Reiki is.
0: Yeah. So um, I get that question a lot also is like, oh, do you do Reiki or is this Reiki or is it like Reiki? And I don't even know what Reiki
2: is. I haven't done that either. So I Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, Reiki, it's, um, it seems to be a little bit more of a popular energy therapy. So they're similar in the sense that they are both under the umbrella of energy medicine. They both work with the energy systems in the body. They both support in bringing harmony and balance back to a person um, and the mind, body, and spirit. They differ in a couple of different ways. So Healing Touch is a standardized, board-certified curriculum program. Reiki is not. I want to just be careful too and just be gentle. I don't want to knock Reiki because I think that Reiki is really wonderful. I have a couple of Reiki practitioners that I go to. I have seen several. They are all completely different. Healing touch, everyone is the same. I mean, not we're not the same person, but we practice and we have learned yeah. the exact same standardized curriculum. Yeah. With Reiki, I believe that you can become yeah. a Reiki master in like 3 months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My program took me 3 years. In With Reiki in Japan, where it originated from, I believe it takes five years to become a Reiki master. So in the States, it's not standardized. Yeah. It is a little bit more kind of – whatever the teacher wants to teach. And again, I'm not, I don't want to bash it because I do think it's really wonderful. But I do think it's important that if you do find a Reiki practitioner to um, just make sure that it feels good for you, because I have had people that I'm like, oh, this is not, this doesn't feel good. And I've had other really wonderful people. So just something to keep in mind. With Healing Touch, also we have specific techniques for specific health issues. So with that being said, We can customize sessions, basically. So whether it's pain that we're dealing with or a headache or anxiety or depression or fear or trauma, we have specific techniques for those specific issues that work with specific systems in the body, organs. Yeah. So they differ in that way. They're both great, but they're different. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I love it. Casey, this has been so awesome to have you on. Could you tell our listeners if they would like to learn more about what you do or about you, where they can find you, where they can follow you, how they can reach out?
0: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. My handle is at MindBodyIndigo and my website is also MindBodyIndigo.com. And all my information is on there. Um, you can shoot me a DM or I have like a request form on my website. We can do a complimentary discovery call if you want to know a little bit more. Yeah, I'd love to chat.
1: Thank you so much for your time tonight, Casey. It was excellent.
0: Thank you for having me, you guys. Yes, thank you.
2: And I can't wait to come see you. I, I need you. I need you to clear <laughs> this like <laughs> let's <tip> energy out.
1: <laughs> Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at well You Podcast.
2: Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at Conscious underscore Core underscore Caitlin.
1: And me, Sue, at Opal underscore Wellness underscore Studio. We clearly love our underscores.
2: (laughs) Underscore that.